Hi everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. I'm really happy to be uh, publishing a, a replay of an episode from The Quantum Shift, where I was a guest with the host of The Quantum Shift, Shauna Pelton. You can reach out to Shauna at shaunapelton.com. She is an amazing transformational coach and guide and somebody who you really, really want to um, get to know. She's been on my show, The Totally Well Show, uh, two times and hopefully will come on again. I'm so proud of her for her um, her launching her podcast. It is amazing and it's going to skyrocket. So make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and give us a like and a share and a review and help boost that po- that uh, podcast, The Quantum Shift, because um, people need to hear it. So with that said, we're going to go off into The Quantum Shift. And I thank you very much for being part of Totally Well Community. And uh, make sure you go and like, share, and review Totally Well as well. Also, go to YouTube where you can uh, see the video versions of my show and uh, subscribe there so you don't miss that. They're a little bit different and a lot of fun. So enjoy the show, The Quantum Shift with Shauna Pelton. Prepare yourself to have a quantum shift because we're about to interrupt the old programming that's kept you back from fulfilling your highest potential for health, harmony, and joy in life. It's my belief that your true nature is already perfect, whole, sovereign, and it deserves to be unleashed on your challenges. My name is Shauna Pelton. I empower high vibe seekers of true transformation to confidently shine their brilliance out into a world that's ready for liberation. And I dedicate this podcast to the powerful self within each of us that's just waiting to be activated and actualized. To get a head start on your quest to transform old patterns, you can go to shaunapelton.com after this episode and register to receive my envisioning process delivered right to your inbox for free on me. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Shauna Pelton. I want to welcome all of you listeners, high vibe, conscious creators and achievers seeking to grow, seeking to learn, seeking to transform your lives in alignment with your true nature, your highest potential. I want to welcome our guest today, Joyce Strong. Joyce is a performance and functional nutrition coach who loves transforming lives, building community, speaking at events, and sharing her love of health, wellness, and fitness. Joyce has a passion for transformational coaching and wants to help you prevent and reverse disease through nutrition education. And she wants to also help you create the work-life balance of your dreams. Now, Joyce has helped thousands of people live strong, joyous lives, one insight 
and habit at a time. And I'm really excited to um, have her on today because, um, well, we'll get into all the great things that uh, Joyce is doing in just a minute. But, um, you know, for one thing, well, welcome, Joyce. I just want to first say thank you for being here with me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on Quantum Shift and watch while it quantumly shifts in, uh, and, and evolves into all the spectacular things I know it's going to be. Oh, thank you so much. Now, for everybody listening here, Joyce and I actually know each other from being involved in the community. And she has, um, a, she has a, a program called the Confident Women Consortium. She's also a podcaster herself. She is a TV show producer and host of, um, oh, as I mentioned, that uh, that event. That she's an amazing community builder in addition to a business coach, a mother of five, grandmother to many. By the way, real quick, Joyce, tell me the news. Are the twins here yet? Have they arrived? The twins are here. Oh, yeah. yay. Congratulations. Yeah, they so came excited. a little early, but uh, they're doing really well. They're beautiful. Two, uh, little girls. two little girls. What are their names? Uh, Garen and Greer. Garen and Greer. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful names. So yeah, Joyce has a lot going on. And today she's going to talk with us about creating a strong, joyous life. And um, so let's go ahead and dive right in. You know, if that was my introduction, that formal introduction for you, Joyce, I'm curious to know, like, how would you introduce yourself? Or what do you want people to know about you and how you help people? Oh, well, that's a nice, broad question. Let's see. Um, I've, I've made quite a few trips around the sun. And um, so I have a lot of life experience. And uh, it's not always packaged in a way that, um, that people would recognize that. But as I sit down and talk with people of all ages, I really find um, I have some, something to give and, and ways to help people. Perhaps one of my best uh, skills is to be able to listen, to really listen to what is going on and and hear what people are saying or what they're saying, maybe not with words, but with with their expressions or other things. So, um, so yeah, I, I I'm here to help people and to to um, and belong to feel like I belong to community. And how did you get into? The position that you're in right now, because you are an entrepreneur, correct? Like a solopreneur, practitioner, yeah, I've been coach. Working independently for quite a while. I've 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 owned businesses in the past. I have a training as a registered nurse, and then professional coach training. So I've been through that, and then gotten I've gotten into functional nutrition. So really about all about prevention. Um, I grew up in a family where my father quit his job and started his own business. So I joke with people that I'm, I'm really unemployable. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just really an independent thinker. I really like to work um, and, and generate and build something from it. And I grew up in that with my, with my family, family business. Nice. It drove me in, you know, kind of suiting my personality. Oh, that's awesome. Now you mentioned functional medicine as um, something that you work with. Now, I personally have experience working with practitioners who used functional medicine, you know, back in my day, 
I've had also, like you, I've had many iterations of my career. And one of them was when I consulted physicians and clinical practices on how to implement natural medicine into their clinics. And um, that back in the day is when the functional medicine really came on board. I want to say this was like 15 years ago, maybe. And um, it was so new then that it wasn't necessarily something that people knew to even look for. But I can imagine that now, I mean, I'm hearing more and more that there are people who, when they get sick, they're looking for practitioners of functional medicine. Do you see, or I guess I should ask you, how long have you been working with functional medicine in your field or in your practice? And what kind of people are you seeing for uh, for that part of your business? Well, probably uh, t- about 10 years, ten a little bit more than 10 years. But um, when I really got launched and introduced to, to prevention, to the whole idea, remember, as a registered nurse, when you go through conventional training, you don't learn this stuff at all. We learn about drugs. We learn about, you know, hands-on care physical hands-on care, like bandages and wounds and disease states. Um, And you're so overwhelmed with accumulating that knowledge and memorizing all that, that you you really have blinders on as far as um, the bigger picture. And so um, coming back to, I had left nurse, not left completely, but I was remained a registered nurse, but I was running a medical transcription business. So it was outside of hands-on care. I was still connected to the medical and I desperately wanted to have that contact again. And so when I came back at a more advanced age, I realized I I didn't fit in. I didn't want to go through that again. I didn't want to go work as a floor nurse and start all over, which is really what I would have had to do. And, um, and then I found coaching and it was through coaching that I found functional medicine because those were the people who understood anything to do with coaching, which is really, you're not broken Mm -hmm. Um, let's solve, you know, whatever's going on, but you're not broken to begin with. And so having more of that approach. I love it. So that's like the basic premise, first and foremost, you're not broken. We're not trying to fix something that's broken as much as we are trying to um, enhance what's already right about us, maybe. That would be my interpretation of that. I, I think of it as your your body is doing its best to keep you alive and, mm. and it's doing these workarounds. So it's finding ways to give you a chronic disease instead of something that's going to kill you today. You know what? Can we talk about that for a second? I would love your insights because, of course, you've been in that industry working with people who were very sick and treating them medically and then shifting into helping them um, with wellness, which I think there are two different industries here. There's the sickness industry and there's the wellness industry, and not everybody really understands the difference between the two. So maybe there's some overlap. Yeah, I would love to hear your insights. Being an insider, what would you say that you know? What are the key differences, and what's the overlap? Well, the when people are sick and you're going through conventional medicine, it's I think of it more pill for an ill. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really, you know, if you just watch television, see one drug commercial after another for something I consider to be an uh, autoimmune disease or something that could be solved with lifestyle. Um, people are just 
they just don't know better. And even the doctors in the medical industry, they, that, they either don't know better or they're making too much money to notice that there's another way to do this. So I think of it as competitive medicine. Now, you, you know, when my daughter just had twins and she had to have a cesarean section, then I jump back into that, you know, when I'm like, I, I want this. There is definitely a place for both, you know, where we, miracles can happen. These little babies came out perfect and they, everything went well and they took very good care of them. And it was standard conventional, what I think of as medicine, but again, they weren't sick. It's just, they were two of them and they were feet first. So um, this is how they were going to do it. Um, So I, I think the other side of it, the wellness piece of it is really, you know, you listen, you are, you are your best advocate. Listen to what your body is telling you. This is information. And so when you, you know, gain weight and you don't understand why you're gaining weight or you start to have things that hurt or your digestive system isn't working right, that's information you're in. It's good. Even cancers to me, I'm a breast cancer survivor. It's information that you were, probably not detoxifying or you were probably accumulating toxins some way or what's the impact of sleep or stress or all these things. So I really look at it as I'm so happy I'm here to help you. Let's let you tell me what's wrong. Tell me what you're hearing, you know, from the clients. And then we work as a team. So I'm not the person who stands up and says, here's what I prescribe for you. I'm going to tell you what to do. I love that. The difference is so key to understand that. It's more, to me, it feels like empowerment. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's been so many clients I know I've worked with, people who have come to me because they're in the medical system for an illness like cancer, for example, Mm -hmm. and they feel so confused. They feel like they're just being pushed an agenda, but they don't necessarily have... um, that confidence or the words um, to express that they don't want to necessarily just jump at that first suggestion, whatever the process is, you know, they want to find their voice in it, in this and be a collaborator with their practitioner, not just simply like, you know, the child being told what to do, you know, and that's a real thing that people feel, um, and and that might be why also that uh, some people that I do know don't like to go to the doctors because they might feel like they don't have a, they don't feel like empowered in those situations. So I love that you have the experience in both worlds and you can really support people from a, a place of understanding, you know, which is so key and, um, I'm curious, you know, when it comes to performance itself, I know that, you know, as a performance coach, that's what you are. One of the things, the many things, <laughs> what I, I want to know what, <clears throat> excuse me, what that means to you. Like, what is it about being a performance coach that, you know, has you passionate about serving? How does, how does that inform the way that you show up in your work? Well, I think of it as I, I like sports. I'm a hockey player and um, I work with hockey players and athletes in general, but not just athletes. I think for me, performance is a really general word. Like when I got up this morning, I thought, you know, I had a little bit of a headache and I was thinking, I was looking forward to coming on onto the quantum shift and I 
I was like, what can I do this morning to pep me up, you know, take a nice hot shower, wash my hair, go for a walk, have my coffee. Like what ways can I prep to be able to perform better, to have this nice conversation, a powerful conversation with you? Um, yesterday I went to um, play in, in Saturday and Sunday morning. I coach um, the, the little kids, my granddaughter in hockey. So what can I do in my life to be best fit at age 66 to go out and skate and have little six and seven year olds chasing me around the ice. And (laughs) uh, that's going to keep you young, right? (laughs) What happens if they knock me over? Am I going to be able to, to bounce? And Mm. um, so perform in mentally perform physically Um, when something happens that you're not expecting and it will, um, how are you going to, how, how is your resiliency? Are you going to be able to get out of your head and, and use all the tools you have in your toolbox. And those that's some of the things I think in the preamble we were speaking about uh, in the developmental spectrum. Now at 66, I'm a senior citizen. And I'm, Literally. And I'm finding, I'm, I'm finding new things coming my way. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this doesn't feel good. I, you know, I feel like the pain of a teenager only. Mm. I'm not a teenager. I don't have the beauty of a teenager. And now what am I going to do? to do, um, you know, in this situation. And sometimes the emotion overwhelms your capacity to access your toolbox, you know, so being able to, to regroup and say, aha, I know something that's going to work with this. Yeah. Those skills um, come from practice and those tools. I find that um, sometimes we, we, we're really hard on ourselves when we think that we don't have the answers and we should, right? We should know better. But let's face it, like you don't grow up um, with all the answers you learn. We learn from each other. And these skills that you're referring to, especially resilience, like that, number one, to, to me, that like trumps everything, or at least it, it, it really kind of houses all of our other skills and tools because I think that resilience itself um, without it it doesn't matter what else you're doing <laughs> you know we're not bouncing back I love um, uh, the I, I don't remember where I heard it so I can't properly like quote the person that that shared this information with me because it's just been like so ingrained in my way of thinking but the idea of developing these skills takes practice. And I always refer to the three um, most like prominent examples of mastery. And the in the area of martial arts, you have masters at like their art, right? You have professional athletes like hockey players or other a- athletics. And then you have the military. And the thing that these people have in common is that they train to learn how to pre- respond in a predictable way mm-hmm. to unpredictable circumstances. So that's the resiliency piece. It's like training to be resilient because, you know, when you, uh, y- you know, take a hit in life, you know, you're not necessarily going to know how to get back up or how to properly take that hit in the healthiest way without losing yourself to it or reacting to it um, without the training like performance coaching can really provide. Mm-hmm. That's my, you know, the way that I look at it. Yeah. That-, yep. that accumulation of skills and that, you know, that we're wired to survive. And so um, you can, 
you, it's a teachable thing. It's, it's something you can teach yourself and learn and get better at. And that discipline, that, that consistent discipline um, really, yeah, goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's another thing people are um, afraid of discipline. So how do you help people navigate around that challenge? Maybe they don't necessarily, I've heard people say that they're lazy. I don't believe that people are lazy. I just believe that they don't, they haven't learned yet how to be disciplined in a certain area that gets them the results. So what would you say to someone whose challenge is discipline? How would you help them? I agree with you. I think people aren't um, lazy, but they're disorganized. Mm -hmm. They, they stay busy with things either for avoidance of something that they perceive as harder, but they, they're, so they're, they're, they're the hamster in the wheel kind of thing. And so to, uh, I think to, uh, to change that in a way that you feel you're moving forward, um, would be to simplify it. Um, like with you, you might read with James clear book, James, Clear's book, Atomic Habits. What is it? Atomic? Atomic Habits. So it's atomic meaning very small, but Mm -hmm. also part of a a greater thing, Um, a small piece of a greater thing. So it's kind of a double. um, Like in the quantum field. Yeah. Yeah. Because the change change happens on the quantum level Mm -hmm. and it it basically from there spreads and changes the macro. Yeah. So helping people to um, pick, pick through where, where they can start, whatever that is, and then lower the bar to a, uh, something they can really feel mastery over and, and feel, feel some success. Um, and then, and then just be consistent. You're not gonna, you're not gonna notice it day to day. You're gonna notice it, but you're, you're not gonna know. It's not like step on the scale and I weigh five pounds less. It's not gonna be like all of a sudden I'm in a smaller size clothing or I just got this job. You, going to be a more subtle like it's moving something like a sense but you really won't be able to notice it until you look back and say oh my god look how far Mm. i've come yeah yeah so really getting people to get out of that i want it now to yeah i'm doing it now right which is a really healthy i think mature mindset you know when we shift from that that uh you know, it's childlike to be impulsive and to criticize the little results that we've made instead of seeing the progress we see, you know, we beat ourselves up sometimes. And so I like that, you know, that way of seeing it. And speaking of the way that we see things, I know that mindset's an important part of the work that you do. And in relation to I suppose, you know, with I'm, I'm thinking now back to when you were talking about functional medicine and I know food and nutrition and diet, lifestyle, all those things are all part of functional medicine. What about um, how can we relate the mindset piece to the nutrition piece with like, like in confidence and not and having that, like, you know, the confidence in ourselves to move forward. That is as it relates to moving through our blocks, like with discipline, for example. So, you know, how do you, how, how would you say that relates? Well, I, I think it's a lot, oftentimes people work just from the mindset piece as a scientist, as somebody who's studied nutrition and studied biology and the brain, 
I really think you need to pay attention to the chemical states that are going on, the, the biochemical state that is going on. So if you are in poor nutrition, out of balance, if you're just imagine somebody who's under anesthesia in the operating room or ever seen anybody who's got mercury toxicity mm-hmm. or some heavy toxicity and the personality change there. Um, somebody under the influence of a drug or alcohol or even, you know, other substances like too much sugar there, you see personality changes. And so I think you can't, I think you can help with mindset, but I think you're, you'll be, um, you'll help a lot more if you give your body the nutrients it needs to give your brain what it needs to function at its best. Mm, that's a good so, point. Yeah. So those things, they, to me, they're inseparable. And I, I, I really like to work with the nutrition piece first, because then I'm going to have a healthier brain that's more ready to think beyond, you know, where it's been kind of stuck. That's a really great point. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can totally see how um, those are connected. And I'm just curious, like what what kind of challenges, like when people come to find you, um, mm-hmm. they are, you know, at that, that level of readiness, um, whatever challenge that they've been dealing with for so long that they seek out help from you. What is that, that common thing, or maybe there's more than one, but what can you tell us about what people are experiencing that they find you for help? It can be so many different things. It's often weight. People are often overweight. It's very visible to them. So um, they get a lot of feedback. So often people come to me because they or their doctor has told them to lose weight. Um, it's often too, I don't feel good. So it could be a digestive, something again, very noticeable, bloated, diarrhea, constipation, things like that. Um, it could be prostate issues or cancer, you know, something, you know, some big diagnosis. Um, it can be, I just don't feel good. I have no energy. You know, I don't feel good. I'm depressed. A lot of times people come to me or it's comorbid, you know, people are, they're overweight and depressed. And I'm like, well, what do I work on first? Um, I really try to get people out of the diet mindset very quickly. And the more I do this, the more important I think that is because, um, I think every cell in the body knows you're trying to starve it. (laughs) And so, I I tell them first, we need to have our bodies trust us. So we need to heal. And, you know, I can't really tell you the full, I don't understand the depth of it. It's more my sense that every cell in my body is listening. And, um, and so be kind to my body. Don't starve it. Um, You know, give it the best nutrients I can and then go from there. I love that you're talking about how the body is, as is truly like, it's listening to us. And I do appreciate that trust factor. I feel that, you know, so often we've neglected ourselves, we've abandoned ourselves, we've betrayed ourselves, um, we've harmed ourselves. And when we're in relationship with other people, we expect some kind of I guess, conversation to make amends, right? An opportunity to have that talk around, all right, this is what happened and this is how I felt about it and how can we overcome this? But funny that we don't necessarily even reflect on how that's important to have with ourselves. Like yeah. our body's listening. And as I said too, the, the, I think our bodies are trying to stay alive. 
Yeah. They're not trying to die. They're not trying to be sick. They're trying to stay alive. And so if your cognitive part of, you know, your thinking, the story you invent is starving your body, your right. body's like, I'm not letting you drive. Right. You're under the influence. I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> You're, under the influence. You're under the influence of what? Ignorance, fear, or of what is that, right? Yeah. That's actually a one. It could just be, you know, it, it's just the story we tell ourselves. So it could be something yeah. we learned from childhood. Yeah. yeah. You're under the influence of a story that actually isn't aligned with our truth. So I'm so curious about your own experience. Like what kind of shifts that have you lived through in life that informed your decision to become, uh, you know, this, to be in service this way? Well, I think probably the biggest thing people know about me is I got sick. I got, I had, I was a single parent five with five kids and I got breast cancer and my kids, my youngest was still pretty young, I think three or four. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, all, all of what, I didn't know what that meant. I had to do a lot of research and find out, but between the cancer scare itself and then what they wanted to do to me to disable me to deal with the cancer was, was equally frightening. And so um, that launched me into, and, and I heard a lot of, don't worry, it's not your fault. Breast cancer just happens. And I was like, uh, I don't believe that that's true. I mean, things happen, but I bet if I was kinder to my body, in many ways that um, it would fight, it would be a better uh, warrior, you know, mm-hmm. for life. So I really started to shift then. And, um, and the logical thing to do when you're diagnosed with cancer is to become a hockey coach and learn how to skate. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it course, was that logical. proverbial one foot in front of the other. I think I think it eliminated a lot of my fears and um, because I had, what did I have to lose? And I was like, suddenly my bucket list was very short. Wow. I really want to do. And I, and my time and my, you know, I really, that mortality just hit me that you aren't going to live forever Mm -hmm. and you might not even live till next year. So, you know, of course we, none of us knows that, but you, so that's where, you know, I got into that, the whole belief that I, I can't, I could stand up on skates, but I couldn't cross over or do any of that. And, um, but then I just looked at my kids and I could yeah. all skate. And I was like, if they can, I can too. And yeah. now I just need to do the discipline of the steps and it will happen. And day to day, I was awful, awful, awful until I looked back and said, wow, I'm pretty good. Yep. So, what, in what age were you? I was about 50. Or about 50. I think I, I knew that you were around that age, I just wanted people in the audience to hear that because so many people will tell me it's like they think their time has come and gone. And I don't believe that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're constantly, um, you know, reinventing ourselves. And I think that also, you know, what that quantum shift is all about is really looking at the natural evolution, but there's got to be this, this impulse within us that's also natural. So even though it might not have appeared, you know, when you were 40, you might not never have thought you were going to be uh, playing hockey, never mind coaching it. <laughs> well, you know, to me, it's about frequent, frequency and awareness. Yeah. And I, uh, we surround ourselves, you know, in, in a single parent raising five kids, 
not taking care of herself, you know, you kind of get closed in this box and you, and that's all the information you're getting. And it's almost like when you're playing hockey at first, you're just worried about your feet and falling. And after a while you realize, oh my gosh, there's a game going on and you can see more and more. And that's really, you know, this whole thing about um, a quantum shift is just picking your head up and seeing there's a game going on so much further than, than what you, the information you're receiving. Um, so I was in a, a, a call with uh, some, some colleagues uh, yesterday and there was a, a mother son speaking and the son is very, very smart and he's a coach and very, very smart. I'm like, how did you know so much at such a young age? And mother is kind of bouncing back like me, you know, and, and a little younger than I am, but kind of bouncing back after raising her kids, single parent, same kind of situation, financial um, challenges because of, you know, all that's happened in her life. And she sat very politely and let her son go on and on and on. And then I finally like found a way to worm in there and say, you know, you've got a lot of experience in there. And I was able to elicit her to coach another member and say, well, what would you say? And she did this fabulous job. And it was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, it, it, it almost felt like she was kind of stuck into this. I'm this older woman now who's trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you already know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're getting fed by these adult children and these young, you know, up and comings that they're brilliant, but they're, they're sending us information or we're reading it in a way that's not it's not, it's not raising our frequency awareness. And so you have to say what I said was, you know, you've done a good job. Look at him. He's a wonderful son. You know why he's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's in you already. So I think, you know, where you're getting your information, just reach out to the universe, go beyond what's right in front of you. Yes, I love that. And, you know, that will be definitely like for listeners who are tuning into this conversation, you will hear this come up over and over and over again, because it is a common denominator in this shift. As we elevate our frequency, which is, you know, the light of our consciousness, consciousness is always present consciousness is, you know, let's face it, a rock has consciousness. This earth has consciousness. Flowers have consciousness. If they didn't, you wouldn't see them moving to drink up the rays of the sun. Have you ever watched a sunflower from the morning till the evening? They're so genius and they're brilliant and they know exactly how to align perfectly with what they need right they don't we are one consciousness yes exactly we're all one and the more and more and more light we have in our lives and not just like outside of us the more we're able to hold like this body when we talked about resilience one of the things that i like to imagine uh is also you know, a resilient being where our ability to hold this, this light of the consciousness, which is a vibrational quality, the higher that vibration, the more and more those innate talents, gifts, and the wisdom within us blossoms like that flower. It, it just, it, you know, it, it, it seeks this light. 
And, and so there's just an interesting, it's like symbiosis, you know, we have to work, you know, with that, which is within us and everybody with all around us, every, it, life is informing us at all times, just like your breast cancer was information. We have to listen to this information, discern this information from an empowered place, and then make a new choice to respond to our challenges from the light of our higher vibrational level of consciousness, our higher, I call it our sovereign, soulful self. And as we do this, we create those little mini shifts. And then over time, they create a big impact in our lives. And then ultimately, we unleash that impact out into the world. So Joyce, I'm really curious, what is um, a big impact that you hope to be making, and maybe this will change as you change throughout life, but do you have an idea as to what that might be for you right now? Maybe a mission that you are passionate about fulfilling? I, I think I'm still trying to sort out exactly how it's going to manifest because the core person is here. There's really nothing changed about me. I'm, I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. I'm a cheerleader. I'm, you know, I'm, Excuse me. Um, So how that will manifest is really um, still evolving. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. One of the new things I've been doing um, has come about as Rock Bottom Syndicate, which I think I've mentioned to you before. And I'm doing it right now as a podcast because I realize that I, I have this skill to be able to sit and listen and through listening, be part of somebody's healing. So that's just an example of, of, a, of a, what seems like a small thing to do, um, but it could potentially, and uh, there are scientists who say it is life-saving. So, um, so I want to be part of helping people heal. I mean, that's what I do and finding really the best ways for me to do that, to connect with people and connect through my developmental stages as well. Cause I, you know, as I change and evolve, I will attract different people in different ages and stages. Um, so so really maximizing um, my capacity for that legacy for my children, my own children, but also for humankind. I love it. Awesome. Well, Joyce, I, you know, I really think so highly of you. I I know that um, I don't understand. I mean, listening to you talk, I'm sure people can start to really get a good understanding of the depth and breadth of your own wisdom and your heart, you know, the size of your heart and the the, uh, work that you do to help people. Um, And, you know, Joyce really does go the extra mile in delivering outcomes with her high energy uh, uh, that she has. And she has a pull no punches approach. So if you're looking for the kind of results that Joyce can support you in aligning with, then, um, you know, I'm going to invite you to reach out to Joyce. Uh, You can actually find her at totalwellcoach.com and uh, set up a free no obligation consultation with her. She does work with people virtually um, all over the world. So there's no limits and she's located in the Groton area, uh, which is in Massachusetts. If anybody's local and wants to uh, 
you know, just uh, connect with Joyce or be part of the Confident Women Consortium, if that resonates with any of the listeners here. And Joyce, I want to thank you for being a part of this and for, you know, everything that you do. I just, I admire you. I admire the work that you, your work ethics, your like just commitment to excellence and the way that you show up with integrity and your heart is in everything that you do. It's like just out there for all the world to see and feel. So thank you for everything. Thank you, Shana. And for, and just, you know, I've said this before. um, I always feel so good being around you and the energy that you share with me and the confidence you let me borrow from you. Um, It's, it's just really heartwarming and um, it's, I just love to be in your light. So thank you. Oh, I love. All right. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Do reach out to Joyce again at totalwellcoach.com. That link will be in the show notes. And um, let's stay in touch, everybody. Take care.